Welcome to a special 2018 North American Summit edition of What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the mic for thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. In this episode recorded at our podcast parlor in Boston, you'll hear from Laura Duenas of Perkins & Will and John Heffernan of Estelas Pharma. I'm Laura Duenas, Senior Interior Designer for Perkins & Will, Boston, and I'm here today with John Heffernan from Astellas Pharma. Um, good afternoon, John. Good afternoon. Thank you for uh, inviting me. This is, this is a great opportunity. Oh, it's, uh, you're welcome. John, could you introduce yourself to our um, audience and tell us briefly what your experience as a corporate end user in the biotech industry is? Sure. So my name is John Heffernan. I'm the Vice President of Manufacturing for Astellas. Um, my, my, career life, uh, my career is in life science. Uh, and I have, uh, in biotech, 22 years in cell therapies. 18 of those years were with a company called Genzyme, uh, where we uh, produced cartilage replacement and skin for burn victims. In uh, 2015, I had the opportunity um, to go to ATC Okada, developing a therapy for macular degeneration. Um, shortly after that, one year later, a Stellis acquired uh, Okada, a bio, which is a, a, a biopharmaceutical company in 2016. Stellis decided to uh, set a hub up, a biotech hub up in the Boston area. Mm -hmm. uh, and they are calling this uh, group uh, ARM, which stands for Stellis Institute for Regenerative Medicine. This will be the, the hub for all of the work that we are doing uh, in, in biotech moving forward. In Massachusetts, in, in, yes. in the Massachusetts area, yes. Yes, um, I remember that, and that sounded all very interesting um, when I first heard about um, Stella's and Arm and the research you were conducting um, in this facility. Um, and I would assume that there were many questions after the acquisition, right? Um, either from you or from your team, questions related to changes, future of business, space people, culture. Um, on that note, I will be very interesting to know what are the business drivers and challenges you presently encounter with your new corporate environment at Astellas? Well, this is the very interesting thing because as a small company, Okada, uh, we essentially had one business driver and that was uh, our stem cell therapy in ophthalmology. Uh -huh. Joining Astellas we have developed, uh, we're expanding. We're just expanding our opportunities uh, in technologies uh, as, as well, well as other products. Mm -hmm. uh, so this has created a real opportunity uh, for us. Um, it's an opportunity, but also one of rapid growth. Mm -hmm. uh, so currently, um, we have a limited space in our two facilities. Um, we have 66,000 square feet of space. Um, we have found in order to move to our, our uh, expanding pro projects, mm -hmm. uh, we would have to uh, move to a new 250,000 square foot facility. Um, and it's uh, a good opportunity for us, no, not so much just to move into a larger space, but also to be able to move in with uh, more people and to define who we are as ARM. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we are recruiting globally. This new facility gives us a, a place for all of us to come together in, in one facility. 
Yes, and I would imagine you need more space as you're growing, right? So we, um, I remember that we worked together um, trying to find the uh, new sites, um, um, potential uh, new homes for ARM um, around Boston. Um, and I do remember how challenging it was to select the correct site that had the necessary square footage to accommodate your growing population because you came from 30 person, yeah, company, a 30 person company, Okada, you grow into 120, right? This is what right. the size of uh, ARM right now is, right? Large That's correct. And, and, and you might grow up to 250, maybe 300 or plus. So um, what was um, uh, your experience? I mean, for us, I mean, we worked together trying to find that space, but what was your experience um, as you go through that, as you, um, um, as you went through this um, challenge of trying to find a space for Arms so New Home? So the f first challenge was trying to understand the requirements of the business. So we are defining ourselves. Uh, we are hiring people on. We're bringing new people on. So we have to learn ab about what we want to do as a business. Um, you referred to the numbers. We started as, as 30 people in 2016. Um, we have already grown to uh, 120. And, and we're going to continue to grow. Um, However, there is a need to uh, have additional expansion space as well in order to be able to um, leave space available because we know that we're, we're not going to be able to define everything and that things are going to change. As a matter of fact, the one thing that I, I say to people over and over is uh, the one thing that is certain is change. <laughs> uh, so we must be flexible. Yes. We have to have flexibility and flexibility um, not only in the existing space that we are moving into to be able to make change, but also the flexibility for future growth. Yes, um, and and I re I also remember that we ended up selecting one specific one specific site, uh, which is about two hundred and fifty thousand square feet, and and it's divided in two story only, so it's a two level um, facility. Mm -hmm. um, so can you elaborate a little bit more on how you um, predicted where the development would happen in that facility? Because as you were saying, there were many different groups that were kind of like live under one roof, but if you can just elaborate a little bit more, uh, that would be very helpful. Sure, so the great thing about this building is, as uh, you had said, it's um, two stories. And for our business, uh, being vertical um, has, has its drawbacks. Mm -hmm. um, so we generally were looking for a facility that had three to four stories. That was ideal to us. Um, what this allows us to do is have uh, good segregation between the departments. Um, there is a, a, a distance uh, from one end of the building to the other, so we've got good segregation. Uh, and um, our test fits, uh, as we move through and made changes in our program, we would go back in and redo the test fit. Mm -hmm. um, and, and this building uh, that we chose always um, met uh, the test fit. Mm -hmm. Yes, and one of our strategies was actually to um, find a way to connect the population in such a large site. Find, find this connector th that will keep departments apart, but also bring people together. Mm -hmm. um, and then, do you think that was natural to you? Was that a natural move? Um, Th that was not natural to found? me <laughs> at all. 
And the reason, the reason being is I was focused in on the program and the program of what was uh, in each department. So we have our research uh, department, we have tech ops and our uh, clinical trial manufacturing groups. I was focused on what was going on within the spaces. Mm -hmm. uh, what I have learned working with the architects at, at Perkins and Will is not only that, but to, to how, how do you move through the facility? And then very more importantly, or as importantly, is how the groups can also feel come together and be one as arm. To find the hub, we ended up kind of like founding a hub that was very centered and, and, and um, located in the facility that kind of brought everybody together, right? Yes, the, the, I have found that this is to be a very important concept uh, in, in uh, construction. Uh, again, one, once I realized that I had to begin to look at how everybody is going to work together as one uh, company, um, the, the hub in the center of the building was the key place to have it and, and find ways to be able to draw people into the center uh, so that they could uh, see each other and collaborate. Wonderful. Um, so, although your project is still in, prog in progress, are there any lessons learned you could share with our audience today? Uh, yes. Um, so. We're dealing with many unknowns, as, as I had talked about. Uh, our technologies, our programs are, are, are changing and growing. Uh, first, I would say um, in, engaging early and more often with the managers um, who will live in the space, and they're the ones who have to take ownership of the space. So um, I would say engaging early with them is crucial. Um, second is um, to pick the best OPM architects and construction management teams. Uh, that you can find. I think that that was very critical for us. Uh, so for our OPM, uh, we have MB Real Estate out of Chicago. Our architects is Perkins and Will. And the construction management group is DPR. Mm -hmm. What is going to happen is we are going to be working together for four years. It is very important when you're working that length of time or even potentially even longer that you have a cohesive group mm -hmm. uh, that can work together. Um, the last thing, uh, also a challenge, was to keep the stakeholders uh, throughout Astellas, uh, both in Japan and in the U.S., informed about the project. Mm -hmm. um, it, the project moves with a lot of detail. It moves quickly. The ability to keep um, everybody within Astellas understanding what is happening is crucial. Yes, yes, I would agree with you. A hundred percent. Would you do it again, and what would you do differently? I definitely would do it again, and the things I would do differently would be, first, understand the requirements. And to give an example of uh, what, why that is different is that I began to go off looking for sites at 150,000 square feet of space, um, not fully understanding our requirements. I am not saying that you have to have a complete program built and established, but I think you have to have enough requirements to know that you're not off by 100,000 square feet of space. Uh, secondly, um, to do it, you need to have input from your key stakeholders, as I mentioned earlier. Um, getting your stakeholders involved, um, even if they're new employees, uh, they have experience, pull them in early uh, and get them involved. Uh, and then last, uh, I, I would have focused uh, more time early in the process uh, before I, I visited the potential sites. I would have saved, it would have saved a lot of time. Mm, interesting. Um, 
John, there's anything else you would like to um, um, get to the point today? Do you have any further questions you would like to... Uh, so I, have, I have a question for you. A question for us. So in this project, uh, what would you have found either, what have you found either unique or challenging? Um, so um, definitely I think the site selection was very unique and the site that we ended up finding for ARM's new home uh, was um, uh, very long and linear and, in, and as we mentioned in our conversation only two story high so it was a, a challenge but it was a good challenge for us the finding finding the right strategy to connect all groups to build this community um, inside the space um, in such a large floor plate um, it was quite a challenge for us um, we needed to come up with spaces that uh, will support your growth innovation operation success retention and acquisition, because you are growing, you want to hire the best, um, and, and, and also a place that would kind of house this new cultural work environment for ARM and, um, um, in Massachusetts. So, but I just wanted to tell you that it's been a pleasure working with you and your team through this process, and we wish you all the best. Thank you very much. Thank you, John. This concludes this episode of What's Next. Want to record a podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? Visit cornetglobal.org to learn more.